Self-care is the practice of taking intentional steps to look after your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And self-care is essential for introverts who often struggle with feeling overwhelmed and disconnected in a world that can be loud and chaotic. And I myself am an introvert. So I thought it would be great to have my friend and guest on the show today, Sabrina Schottenhamel, who specializes in self-care for introverts. And we will have a conversation about how introverts can practice self-care in order to recharge and live authentically. And we'll discuss the importance of taking time for ourselves, give some practical tips for best care practices, and how do we stay true to ourselves in a world that often favors extroverts? Now, if you're an extrovert, let me just speak to you real quick. This episode will help you better understand how to interact and communicate and relate to people who prefer to keep more quiet their thoughts and feelings to themselves. And understanding the introvert, it's going to help you in every area of your life and create a more harmonious atmosphere, whether you're in a personal relationship with them, in a work environment, it's just going to help have that knowledge to be able to best communicate. So this is a great episode for all personalities uh, to listen to, but also I have an additional resource for you in episode 46 on the podcast. I have, it's called self important self-care questions to help you thrive today. And it's like a mini coaching session where I give you self-care and discovery questions that you can ask yourself in, in respect to three main areas, uh, personally, relationally, and professionally. And these discovery questions are just going to help you understand what do you need right now in order to live your best life. All right. So go check that out after this episode is completed. And as always, if you would share this podcast with your friends, with your family, and then also go on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave me a rating and review. That is so important. Your comments back to me are so important to know that this is making an impact for you. This is a blessing to you in some way that you've learned something, that you're implementing something from this podcast. And it also helps other people be aware that this resource is available. So if you could go do that right after the show, I would so appreciate it. All right, let's get started. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. 
All right, friends, well, welcome back to the Created to Thrive podcast. I am excited today to have my friend Sabrina Schottenhamel on the podcast today. And Sabrina is a licensed massage therapist and professional speaker. Her passion for health and wellness is the motivation for her mission to create simple yet effective ways to enjoy life. Her motto is one voice, two hands, which blends the healing touch of her hands and the power of using her voice to share her wealth of knowledge. Sabrina and I got connected last fall and have become good friends. So welcome, Sabrina. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Lori, for having me. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about self-care habits, but specifically for the introvert, because that is really who you feel called to serve. And so even if you're not an introvert, uh, don't don't lose uh, interest here. There are some wealth of information here that you need to know no matter who you are, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. But before we get into that, Sabrina, why don't you tell us about who you are, what you do, and then who you serve? All right. Thanks, Lori. So I'm Sabrina Schottenhamel. I have been a licensed massage therapist for a long time. I think it's been 19 years now. And I'm going on 17 years of having my own business where I, with two other independent contractors, we travel to the home and the office, and basically we bring the spa to you. But, um, you know, I've been doing that so long that I can only reach one person at a time through the, the healing touch of my hands and our hands. So 10 years ago, I decided that I wanted to speak. And I was deathly afraid of that because being shy as a kid and being introverted, I didn't want all the eyes on me when I was speaking. Now, when I was a child, I I grew up as a dancer. I did ballet, tap jazz. I loved performing my heart out. Art is just a, a way that I can express myself. I was always really great in art class in school and then dance and then through the art of touch. And now through the art of public speaking, I can use my voice. So through using the skills that I've learned over the last 10 years, I've put together, um, you know, presentations on that all, basically they all revolve around self-care, health and wellness. And um, yes, I love to serve the introvert because I can relate to that shy person, that, that inward feeling that you get when you're supposed to go out into the world and network as an entrepreneur or go to a party. And what are you supposed to do? Because you get tons of anxiety. So through the things that I've learned in overcoming those, I love to speak on my experiences and share with the with my fellow introverts. And I do also invite extroverts onto our calls because I run a monthly call. And I do invite extroverts as well because it's important to know each other and your relationship with each other because the introvert sometimes can get offended by the extrovert and vice versa. So it's important to get on calls with with the opposite personality and understand each other better. Yeah, that's awesome. So how would someone even determine? I know a lot of times it depends on how old you are and so forth. Um, 
How would one even know if they're an introvert or an extrovert as a whole? Because there's situations where you can be more extroverted or more introverted, but as a whole, how would one know their personality type? Well, the main, <clears throat> excuse me, the main way that you can tell if you're an introvert is when you have to go to a party or as an entrepreneur, go to a networking event where there's going to be a lot of people. And for one prior to you get a lot of anxiety or tension inside your body and you almost want to fake your own death <laughs> in, in order not to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then once you go to the situation, you're okay. You stand in the corner. You may find one friend to hang on to and let them sort of speak for you or introduce you. But then once you're ready to go, you just want to leave and you're very drained afterwards. And like you mentioned, introvert, extrovert, and then there's ambivert, which is right in the middle, uh, you can shift and transform depending on the situation. So if it's just you and me hanging out, Lori, and we're really good friends, I could talk your ear off, uh, even though we're both introverts. Right. But in a situation with a bunch of extroverts in the room, the introverts more likely are introverts. They're going to be quiet. They're going to listen and observe and take notes. So yeah, we can always shift and change, but that's the main way as an introvert of knowing, you know, yes, you get anxiety prior to, you get drained by going around people, and then you have to know how to recharge your batteries after those situations. Yeah, that's so important. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit about the self-care tips. But one of the things that I found, and you had mentioned it for, for you growing up, when it came, came to certain things like your performance you are totally okay taking the show and being in the limelight and even one-on-one -on -one, because that's where I was too. And I still am one-on-one, -on -one, no problem. But then in a group setting, I tend to shrink back and athletics was my thing. And so, you know, no big deal. I was always, you know, a top athlete and was used to that. But I found that when it came to public speaking or any type of group, you know, I was in sales. So any type of group sales environment, I would shrink back or I would get exhausted. Like I would find that after, especially like on Zooms, right? Now that we're in a society where we do so much Zoom interaction, it will drain me if I'm on with a large group of Zooms where I have to go lay down for a little bit or just decompress or do something creative to be able to recharge my batteries. Would you find that's pretty, pretty normal? Oh, yes, that is completely normal. Because I think that's the biggest lie that we as introverts face is something's wrong with you because we live in an extroverted world. Yes. And especially when you're an entrepreneur, you have to do the things that you don't want to do. You have to do, especially in a video centric uh, world where video has become so important. We don't like to be on video. We mm -hmm. want to just <laughs> retreat. So Let's talk about self-care and why does it need to be a priority for everyone, but especially for the introvert? Well, because when you are in those situations where you're around people and you feel that drained feeling and you have to go home and hide, take a nap, um, you have to make sure that you set aside the time even before you go to a party or a networking event or whatever it might be where there's a lot of people. You have to plan your day out in advance. That's very important. Whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes prior to your 
event, you need to more, more than likely a meditation is really good. Maybe even sitting and reading a book really quietly. Going out for a walk is great, especially without headphones. I know a lot of people like to walk with headphones and listen to books or music, but prior to you want to, and even afterwards, but making sure that you're really focusing on listening to nature and what's going on, even just focusing on one color, just picking out maybe all the yellow that you can find and really focusing on that one color. But those are ways that introverts prepare and recharge prior to, and then the same thing afterwards, taking a nap, taking a walk, reading a book, maybe even taking a bath where you turn the lights off, you light some candles, put some essential oils, anytime, anything that makes you feel like you're relaxed, you're alone, you can be quiet and in your thoughts. Those are the things that the introverts need to recharge their batteries. Okay. That's awesome. I have to ask you, so what is it about the color? Tell me more about that. Uh, well, it's, it's not so much the color. It's just one focus instead of focusing on the anxiety and the things that are going to happen or the unknown, because I think that's why we as introverts were very internal thinking. Yes. And we, we just make up scenarios in our head that something's going to happen. Like something bad is going to happen at this party or event. And if you take the focus off of that event and you just focus on one color or one bird sound or just the wishing of the cars as they go by, it just helps you to relax your body. Okay. So it's helping you to regulate and also not ruminate. Yes. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Those, uh, those thoughts that want to creep in and, and steal your joy and your peace. And that's one of the things that I do in my coaching with my clients, where we talk about, okay, what is, what are you feeling for one situation? We, we talk about one situation. What are you feeling most? Where are you carrying stress in your body? You've got to identify it. And then on a level of one to 10, where is that at? And then what are you feeling the top two emotions? And then what story are you telling yourself? just like you said, we're projecting something into the future and it's usually based on a negative experience. So if you're feeling anxiety or that fear, it's going to produce a negative thought. And so then we do is we look at, well, what's that desire that I really want to fulfill? Well, I want to feel connected, but when I'm in a large group, I might not feel connected. So then I teach people how to then connect with Jesus to what you're talking about with meditating or that thought of Jesus, what are you thinking about it? What's one way that I could be feeling connected to someone when I go into that environment so I can relax, I can have peace and even joy about going into it. And then they get filled from him versus trying to fix something in them which is a beautiful thing. So that gives them that peace and that joy. So where they they can come in and then we do the same thing coming out, reflecting back. How am I feeling right now? What's going on? What happened? And then processing and then really asking him questions to fill us to supply that need versus trying to fix us. Cause we have that condom, you know, that condemning voice inside our head too often Mm -hmm. shoulds. Yes. (laughs) We should fit in the box, but we don't. And God didn't make us that way. No. And that's where it's important that there's too many 
of us like that, that we need to have the healthy coping skills versus just going and binging on Netflix, because as an introvert, that's easy, right? We can, (laughs) but that doesn't mean it's necessarily self-care. So let's talk about that. What are some simple self-care habits besides what you just mentioned that the introvert, just really anyone too, but can incorporate into their daily routine? Well, for me, what I started doing a couple of years ago is starting a really solid morning routine. I wake up in the morning with my alarm and I hydrate, meditate, and activate. So I drink a big glass or two of water. I also make tea. So after my prayer and meditation time, I can drink my more water and hydrate with my tea. And then I activate, whether I put on a YouTube video, go for a walk, or in the summertime here in the uh, Midwest, we have more light and it's warmer so we can go out for walks and bike rides earlier in the morning. So um, that's what I love to do to start my morning routine. And then as part of the self-care throughout my day, I take pieces of those with me. And I like to call it simple self-care because it's the little things that you can do throughout your day that over time they make a bigger impact. And if you continue to hydrate throughout the day, you're going to have more energy. You're going to sleep better. You're just going to feel overall better. When you get stressed out or anxious or something doesn't go right in your day, if you can take three to five minutes to pray or meditate or just put your headphones on, um, you know, it doesn't even have to be that. It could be walk as a meditation. And then, you know, activate too could be going for a five minute walk or going outside to get the mail, walking around, just doing the stairs, whatever it is to just move your body, maybe raise your heart rate for five to 10 minutes. And then it clears your head enough where you can go back to your task. You've released some of that stress and anxiety and it's, it just carries your day so much better, especially with that, the prayer time, especially before you get onto a call or you, you have to go into a meeting you sit in your car or before you turn your camera on, if you're on a Zoom call, you close your eyes, you pray, or you put on a meditation if if you're into guided meditation and you just recharge your mind, body, and spirit because then it closes that time prior to the call or the meeting and it opens up new opportunities for the next one. Awesome. A lot of people call it mindfulness. I call it being self-aware because if you're self-aware of how your body, because our body will give us physical cues of what's happening internally more than we tend to recognize the internal, right? We recognize the external before the internal. And so um, I always tell people, find what works best for you. Because we can say, oh, this is a great formula, so to speak, but it's a guide, it's principles, but then you've got to be self-aware of what works best for you. Um, I know some people like going out just barefoot. Now I know you're in Chicago, so you can't do that (laughs) in the winter. Being from Michigan, I totally understand it. But now living in Florida, I can do this anytime, (laughs) but I'll just go out into the grass and just have that grounding of just really, um, like you were saying the nature, just feeling that spirit, soul, body, like we are that one that we have to have the, the mindfulness or the self-awareness, but I'll also have massage. Like I have things that I'll roll out. Like if my, if I'm tense, I have, um, 
you know, massage balls or different things, or I have a massage gun that I'll just use to trigger those areas just to have that self-release. Because for me, massage is very important. I grew up, my mom was a massage therapist, so I grew up with it. So to me, that was always a very healthy coping strategy, recognizing what does my body need to not just, you know, I don't need the ice cream and I don't need the, the sugar, but what are the healthy things that my body needs, the walking and the baths, like all that. So being self-aware to recognize and paying attention. And I always say too, keep like a food journal or keep a exercise journal or practicing what, whatever is what, or journaling, connecting to God. A lot of people say, Lori, I don't like journaling because it's boring. And I say, well, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> Let's talk about different ways to journal that helps you connect with who you truly are with the one that knows you better than yourself. And so, um, okay. So for the sake of time, Let's, what does the introvert need to embrace in order to unlock their full potential and be authentic in how they're living their life? So you, as an introvert, you need to embrace all of you because like you said earlier, Lori, God made us to be who we are. We don't fit into that mold and we shouldn't fit into a mold. We are, are all unique. And we need to embrace that. And for the, especially for the introvert, when we, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's all right. Ask, ask your question again. Uh, embracing how God wired us. We'll just put it that way in order to lock our full potential. Um, let me just give you an example. I have found that we tend to feel guilty. Mm -hmm. for taking care of ourselves. Oh, self-care is really selfish. I shouldn't do that. I should take care of everybody else's needs and not my own, or I'm being selfish. So we start to feel guilty or like if I get two massages a month, I'm not going to feel guilty about it, but I used to mm -hmm. because I was always focused on taking care of everybody else. So how does an, an introvert embrace how they are to really be authentic in living the best version of themselves? Yes. So the introvert needs to show up authentic because their internal thoughts, we, well, I'm sorry, we can use our internal way of thinking and taking notes or, you know, taking the time to formulate versus the extrovert who processes through speaking and, and sharing. Um, so we need to play off of each other. The extroverts, they take over the room. The introverts tend to pull in. And so by embracing our skills of the internal thinking, the, the quietness, we need to be able to speak out in our own certain way. So if you're in a, a meeting setting where there's a bunch of extroverts taking over, we we might need to prepare ahead of time and tell whoever's leading the meeting, hey, you know, we may not speak up because we're more quiet and we need time to process this and think about it. Can you give me some time afterwards? And so that's embracing your power, your quiet power. And then taking the time afterwards to formulate your decision or your, your answer, and then going to that person and really pouring into to them because they will definitely appreciate that if you communicate that ahead of time 
And that's one of the things that we've talked about in, in my networking for introverts is really taking the time to communicate not only with another introvert, but especially the extroverts that might not understand how you process and embrace that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Because introverts are deep thinkers as a whole and they have so much to share, but they just don't know how to be that squeaky wheel to get the Mm -hmm. attention, right? This, and, uh, and so they need to have ways to be equipped. And so tell me about your networking group. Yeah. So networking for introverts, we meet the third Thursday of the month at noon central time. And it's just a safe place that I've created for other introverts. And that, you know, once in a while, like I said, we do invite the extroverts just so that they can understand us and we can understand them. And we just open up and share about different topics about, you know, how to recharge your batteries, like we talked about in the beginning, or how to prepare for an event or whatever it might be all around, maybe even the labels that we've put on ourselves because we're shy or introverted or people, you know, since we do hide a little bit more, people might think we're arrogant or ignorant Mm -hmm. because we don't speak up or we're not super friendly or we don't make eye contact. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a safe place where we get together and just really open up and, and have a good discussion. That's awesome. And because you're equipping people to use their God-given voice in whatever arena they're in. Yes. Yeah. So how can people get in touch with you, Sabrina? So the best way that you can get in touch with me is on LinkedIn. And I know I, I will have Lori put that in the show notes, my LinkedIn profile. And I've been posting more there um, as a speaker, uh, introverted leader and speaking on self-care, you know, that's where I want to hang out and where I want to educate and show people that, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm an introvert, but I am a speaker. I want to show up as an extrovert in certain situations. <laughs> well, and that's, what's so great about what you're doing is that you're true to yourself. And that's why I was trying to ask as far as how do you be authentically you, but you have to live in an introverted or excuse me, an extroverted world where you have to be, um, your voice has to be made known. So you're equipping people because of what your journey has been the transformation journey of learning to be confident in your voice in your message and how you show up. And so I just, I love that. So yes, I will have all of your information in the show notes. Anything else that you want to share? Um, No. And I just want to let everyone know that the networking for introverts is a free group. So please feel free to register. I will make sure I include the link there so you can register for our meetings each month. Awesome. Well, Sabrina, thanks for being on the show. It's been wonderful seeing you and talking with you. And uh, I'm glad that it's getting warmer up up there. (laughs) Me too. Thank you, Lori. (laughs) All right. Until next time, you were created to thrive.